Okay, Daniel, is is, uh, is something wrong? I don't know, Martin. How's your week been? Um, that's yeah. I mean, it's been a week. That's that's for sure. We have had did, a week. Did, did I sum it up pretty accurately there? I think you did, and uh, I think it's probably a good week for our podcast episode that we've got in store, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I think it would be because this week. Uh, Lockdown not helping it uh, has sucked. Yep. Has, it, it just sucks. This week mm. sucks. Yeah, no, it's definitely been a bit of a, a rough week, I suppose. We haven't particularly had a good week with uh, assessments starting to come out and hitting that sort of, I guess, really uh, critical kind of point in the semester. And then on top of that, we had lockdown to come in and uh, make fun of us all together and, uh, I guess, throw a spanner in the works yet again, huh? Yeah, and it's um, very, very convenient timing because it was like, you know, almost a year academically ago that we were like announced that we were going online for mm. the rest of the trimester and for the foreseeable future. And it was just like, it was not great. Yeah, it and was, I think it was the timing couldn't have been worse, to be honest. It's just been very reminiscent this week of, oh, God this is going to end right <laughs> even though even though we know it's only three days mm. in no, theory it could it was, be longer and it's just like oh, really yeah it was very much uh i think this time last year we were all kind of like not sure what covid was gonna do and then we were all frustrated frantically uh panicking to try and get everything online and move everything. I like the way you were going to say frustrated and then stopped. I mean, no, it was very frustrating. It was, it was, but it was more a frantic thing because I think our leaders were very good at moving past online. So I don't think anyone was, well, maybe frustrated with the fact that we didn't get the face-to-face, but we were pretty, uh, I guess, frantic in trying to do it as streamlined as possible so students didn't really lose, I guess, the the past experience that we we tried to have. And you know, I think at the end of the day, it worked out really well, and we delivered a very good uh, online session. And you know, again, this week we've had Hillary, if you're watching, out there tirelessly uh, planning sessions and tirelessly moving everything online with Jackie and adding additional sessions so our Brisbane students wouldn't feel left out. And oh, it's just such a a rush, eh? So yeah, um, it it. It's been a rush. Like yesterday, my phone was was going off with Teams notifications of how hard Jackie and Hillary and the rest of the team were working to make sure we could get things not going to hell. Mm. So kudos to everyone for (laughs) pulling through because, yeah, Um, today's usually my relaxation day. I end up having to work half the day, and (laughs) that was still just like... Wow, lots going on. So uh, what would you like to talk about today then, Daniel? Um, well, I don't know. We kind of promised people that we'd have a guest on, didn't we? We did. Would you like to, to tell us a little bit about our, our special guest? To be honest, I don't know much about Shay. She's, you don't? She's, she's a bit of an enigma to me. She's just this really happy-go-lucky, amazing person that I know that 
every time I've 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 been around her or like when we're at training, mm-hmm. people were doing mocks and she always had something really insightful to say that even I sat there and was like, Why didn't I think of that? Like mm-hmm. that was that was really cool. How'd I miss that? <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely agree. I uh I think Shay is definitely one of the uh better pass leaders we could probably have for this episode. So just as a as a context for everyone, today we're going to be talking about census date for starters because it is week four and uh, census date is on, on Sunday, which I guess is um, also fitting, Daniel, because you'd also have a story after yesterday to be able to share. But we're well, also... Yes, but I also have a story from last year to share, which is why I've ah. uh, fortunately or kind of jokingly nicknamed this week Mental Breakdown Week as well. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh... census, census date can be tough. And it will potentially be hard on people. So that's why we've promoted this session as it will be a real talk about this shit gets hard. You you know what else is uh is quite hard for people, I think? Trying to figure out what their uh their places at uni and where they succeed and how to actually make the most out of uni and you know, I guess really find your groove, which is why I, I, I'm really keen to have Jay. Um, and I, I don't really want to talk about her too much because I think we could be just better suited with having her uh, discuss her experiences herself. So what do you reckon if we uh, transition and we, we say hi to our, our lovely guest, Shay? We, we can do that. We, we could. We do that. We, we, we were going to have a really fun transition screen, but it kind of blew up in our faces. <laughs> um, neither Martin nor I were really mentally prepared to do it. Um, but we were going to just put, we were, to, to transition to Shay, we were going to say, and now here's a word from our sponsors, and then just put a static image of Dan from last last week up on the screen while we prepped Shay to come in. But, but neither of note, us had a picture of Dan. No, we do not. We need to get one. On that note, good evening, Shay. How are you? Hi, I am good. I'm surprisingly in a pretty chipper mood. So oh, that's good. great. We'd love to hear it. So, Weather, Shay, doom and gloom, you're the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the, her face. It just radiates positivity and lively energy. You just love to have that sort of at- attitude and that sort of, uh, I guess, radiance. It's, it's incredible. Thank you for coming on, Shay. We're, re- we're really happy to have you. Thanks for inviting me. I'm happy to come in and have a chat with you guys. It's different than watching you for once. I get to be on the other <laughs> side. Yeah, no, it's it's great. That's why I love having these guests on because it's just so nice to have past leaders share their experience and not just watch what we're talking about, but they also get to be involved. <laughs> so it's such a nice like group project that we all get to do. So I love that. So Shay, I guess my first question to you would be, who are you? For 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 everyone watching. Who are you? I feel like I should have got sent these beforehand. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Right, totally where, where totally, where imp- to- totally <laughs> improv, totally off the top of your head. That's how we do it. There's no All right. Yeah. Who am I? Okay. Well, I think at least talking within the world of pass and Griffith and everything like that, I'll start with that. That's probably a bit easier. I would say mm-hmm. that I am... Uh, Bachelor of Biomedical Science student. I'm in my final year somehow. Um, I'm also a mature age student. And, you know, like when you see those boxes in the applications, mm-hmm. like which one of these do you fulfill? Are you first in family? I'm that one. <laughs> I'm this and that. Um, so I'm Just definitely checking. Yeah, <laughs> checking a lot of those boxes. Um, and I would say that 
Um, in terms of talking about my academic journey as well, I, I mean, I've started previous degrees and done this and that. So I'm someone, I would say that I'm someone who has had a really interesting and non-linear academic journey mm. and career. And um, but it somehow got me into a really good place that I'm in now. Mm, that That's great. And I mean, you know, we kind of know a general idea of your of your <laughs> academic, I guess, trajectory, but uh, I guess, would you like to, to share a bit more about what, how you started with uni, how, you know, what happened? What, what was it like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, we'll start, I think we'll take it real back. We'll take it all the way back Let's to me go. graduating Let's high school. Go. So uh, quite a bit ago at this point, I graduated in 2013. Um, you can do the math on that. And I immediately, um, went into university. So I actually used to live <laughs> I actually <laughs> used to live in Townsville. That's where I grew up. So mm. bit regional, bit rural, somewhere in between. And I for some reason thought that moving all the way across the country, I wanted to be in somewhere completely new. I was like, I've lived in this place for 17 years. I've got to check something else out. So I moved to Perth. Um, oh, oh, okay. all by myself yeah just me and my suitcase oh, wow. I moved to Perth and um, I started at the University of Western Australia there so mm. that was a very <laughs> very interesting experience as you can probably imagine not knowing a single person um, being a very very young person as well really navigating that world and trying to uh, like even just find rental properties. I don't. I, I don't drive, so that was also <laughs> compounded difficulties. Um, and it was just like a whole lot of stuff going on. Like in my first trimester, oh, sorry, semester over there, mm, yes, um, I did. <laughs> I did. I did well, and I think it was just because I still had that oomph in me from high school. Mm. I was just riding that wave and still feeling good and successful. But I think it really caught up with me not knowing anyone and not having friends there, not having family there, not having really any support system. It really made it um, a really difficult task to succeed. You know, mm. like as people, we need to have friends. We need to have support in all aspects of our life to even just succeed at university. So mm. that definitely started to catch up with me. And I got, and one of my friends who lived back here on the Gold Coast, she basically was like, why don't you just move back after a year and a half of my degree? And I was kind of like, I don't know if I can continue studying. It's so difficult. Um, there was like, to be truly honest, there was like bouts of homelessness and like just being at rock bottom as I could be, still trying oh to go to university. So... Um, I had a friend who was like, you know what, I'll pay for your flight, come over, we'll, we'll have a brand new start over here. So I wouldn't say yes, I said yes. <laughs> Next day I was on a plane, simple as that. Um, and then when I came over here, I was kind of in a similar position. I obviously had that friend, but um, the support system still wasn't there. And I still tried to re-enroll at Griffith University enroll at Griffith University and I was successful I got in somehow um, mm. they were happy to have me and then I think I went to my first 
Chem 2 lecture. I sat in the back. I came in late after struggling <laughs> to find the room. The whole campus just blew my mind. Um, I came in late. Everyone turned around and looked at me, and I just was like, I can't be here. And, I just, <laughs> and then I um, dropped out. That I withdrew from that entire trimester. I was like, I not for me, not right now. So that was really interesting because for the first time in my life, I wasn't studying. And that was something I'd always seen myself doing. So it was really, it was, it was a definitely an interesting situation. But um, that pretty much gets me over to here. <laughs> and oh that's God. still just the start of another very long-winded story of where I've gone and how I've progressed through university. Um, but yeah, I think I'll stop there for now. <laughs> I think if I keep going, I will take up the entire session. I mean, that's, that's part of the point of having you here as a guest. With you. Exactly. I mean, if we want to hear it, I'm happy to keep going. Yeah, yeah, go. Um, I, I'm, I'm really interested in, in the whole story. <laughs> I, like already the, the start there, you know, the not hitting it off at first, tra traveling to the mm. other side of the country and then, you know, bouts of like things like homelessness hitting rock bottom. Like, mm. oh, I, I have to just commend the, the journey you've clearly taken is, is phenomenal. <laughs> so I guess, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's I, I, so I waited. I waited till at least 25 before I started going to hell, but you, you was just like, nah, <laughs> I'm going to Perth just and I'm just going to Just speed running it. That, that's what we're doing. You know, I like to start at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere but up, you know? Yeah, um, exactly, right? So you were just like, let's find the bedrock and move on yeah. up. Yeah, when, on, honestly, when I look back now, that's kind of how I view it. I definitely see it as, you know what? Nothing can be as bad as that. So, do, so you, do, you, do you, I guess, look at it in a negative light still, or do you kind of look at it as a, wow, that was the starting point of something really great? It's a bit of both. Like, you know, I can't neglect the fact that it was a really difficult time. Mm. And even when I think back to the memories in my head, it feels difficult to mm. really... Um, Think about how I felt at the time. It was very helpless. Um, and I think, but obviously moving past that and even moving into, I guess, a period of what I deem success in my life is a lot easier to look at it as a period of, like, extreme growth um, mm. and building of, like, even more, building my resilience even more and building... Um, just how well I can overcome adversity. That's kind of how I have to look at it. I think that if I kind of look at it as, you know, boo me, that was so unfair, why did I have to go through that? It, it does nothing for me, you know. It's, um, it's a bit of a defeating task and not to say that I haven't done it <laughs> for a very long time to get past that, but now, I, you know, it's a bit of a, to me, it's a waste of time. I would rather yeah. um, try and find solutions and try and um, look to the future, I guess. And that's kind of how I really try not to get bumped down or bumped down with uh, a lot of that stuff because it, it is quite heavy sometimes. Mm. No, I definitely agree. And I, I guess it's good that mm. you 
can look at it objectively, I suppose, and and mm -hmm. recognize, you know, that it was not necessarily a great time, but by the same token, it was something that helped you. So 100%. I guess then. So then I guess we can talk more about the positives now. You've got. Well, well now. I was going to say, well, then what happened next? Because exactly. <laughs> Like well, you, you, you've given us the introductory introductory chapter of this this book mm. that is your has been your university experience. So now we now we need the middle. There's there's always got to be the conflict, mate. right? In the middle. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I would say definitely. So um, sadly, I guess sadly is kind of like is it really sad? I don't know. Continue. Um, so. <laughs> When I did re-enroll, you know, I had been at Griffith, I withdrew, and then I said, you know what, it's not for me. I'll come back next year and I'll do great. <laughs> I believe it. Um, mm. So I ended moving from the Gold Coast up to Brisbane. I didn't like the Gold Coast. Sorry, guys. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, no. The, the culture is oh, no. just different, you know. It is a very different culture. No because It feels very go, go, go somehow. Yep. No, we, we identified that well and truly last week with Dan and Hillary. We are, we are well understanding of that. It is hustling and bustling. So, yeah, I think especially the campuses, right, really just I was overwhelmed. I was mm. completely overwhelmed. Um, so I moved up to Brisbane and I kind of automatically got moved to Nathan campus because that's where all my degrees and uh, courses would be done. Mm. So then begins the next chapter where I go through a period of not being able to really recognize that I should be withdrawing from courses. Mm. So, yeah, really um, all those things that were really plaguing me back in Perth weren't really remedied. You know, I still didn't have uh. social and familial support that I needed to succeed mm. as well as, you know, everything from financial, housing stability, everything mm. that really comes into that whole world of, you know, being able to just put your mind onto university and not have to worry about how am I going to eat today? Will I have a house tomorrow? You know, those kind of things. And um, so there was still probably at least two years of me starting courses getting to probably week five, mm. being absolutely terrified, thinking there is no way that I will ever be able to finish this course mm. and either withdrawing or not even withdrawing. Mm. And anyone who has any understanding of uh, academic standing and how the university works in terms of how how, you, how many courses you can fail and those type of things, well, have an idea of that. It's not a lot. <laughs> you can't keep going and stuff like that. So I did get to a point where um, I was kind of called out by the university um, oh. as kind of like, are you going to take this serious? Mm. And I think for me that, was, that shook me to my core, absolutely shook me to my core because I had never thought about doing anything else but studying. Mm. <laughs> um, in, and for that, the idea, the thought of that to not be there, that mm. I would have to do something that I'm not passionate about at all. And it sounds a little contradictory because you think if I'm so passionate about something, why can't I just do the degree? Why can't I just study the courses, you know? Mm. And sometimes that's, I know that's a thought that a lot of people have, you know. You think, I love this course so much, I should just be able to succeed in it. Mm. But there's so many factors that come into it and, you know, there were no 
there was lots of things that went on. Um, I lost people that were close to me and really traumatic events and that rippled through my entire studies and mm. really put me in a <laughs> I was going to be explicit, put me in a really terrible position. And, have you heard how position. I talk? <laughs> I actually, I had the mouth of a sailor, but I tried it. Perfect. No, you are more, then you are more than welcome on this show because we do too. <laughs> but yeah, so um, it really got to a point where I was doing the same shit over and over again and it wasn't pushing me any further to my goals. And when I really had that reality check, it made me think and I was like, all right, it's been two years. What do I have to show for it? Mm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing but a couple of extra years on my life. So... Yes, I was happy I was still there and still trying, but mm. in all aspects, I knew that I could do more. I knew just how much I could achieve. I mean, at this point, I was kind of starting to doubt it a little bit because it had been so long since I had felt successful. Yeah. But I kind of made an agreement with myself. One of the first things I did was actually um, I went to a workshop that the, the university used to run called a reboot workshop. And it was basically to get people back in, get them orientated into their degree. And it was actually run by the lovely Jackie Wilkinson. So <laughs> that was, in fact, the first time I ever met Jackie was she was running the workshop to help oh um, really pull people back on track. Mm. So lo and behold, she... To pull people, mm -hmm. I guess, back on academic track, you could say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's foreshadowing something. <laughs> Keep that in yeah. mind. So, um, yeah, I, it, it was a reboot workshop run under the boat program, and Jacqueline has her hand all over that. So, she unknowingly had a huge impact on just feeling like I was seen and I could do it, and this wasn't an impossible thing to come back to, you know? That even though, you know, I had withdrawn from all these courses, I had even failed a couple because it just, university was the last thing on my mind when mm. it came time to withdraw. Um, so things had slipped through the cracks, mistakes were made, just anything you could do wrong, I kind of did it. Um, and it, yeah, that reboot workshop really just put my feet back on the ground and mm help me face in the right direction. And I made an agreement with myself. I said, all right, <laughs> you know, you've been doing this for how long? You either need to just do it or mm. you need to stop wasting your time, wasting your money and figure out another opportunity that's going to work for you. Not to mm. say I can't come back and study, but it's obviously not the right time for me. So the agreement I made was basically you're going to do two courses over T3 mm -hmm. Um, and you're going to try your absolute hardest. And if you pass them, then this is where you're meant to be. And if you don't, I was going to take the hint for me. So, um, oh God. That's so I came day. back. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, it was very frightening because I knew I had to pull my head in, and you know I had made a commitment to myself. I kind of can't run away from that one. Um, and. Yeah, the two courses, I did statistics and I did oh, biosystems. Right. 
So not the two worst courses in the world. They were all right to kind of lean back into. And I think statistics would run really well that it was very doable for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, things were progressing well. All my assignments, I was smashing, absolutely smashing them. And um, and I think a lot of it was because I had found stable housing. I felt stable financially. I had seen my family, seen my friends, caught up with everyone, and I was in a really good place. And then <laughs> during week eight, nine, ten, somewhere around there, I actually, I was out with my friends one night, and I got some random drunk dude assaulted me. Like, he just um, physically assaulted me. So... Right at the peak as I'm coming back in, you know, and I'm doing so well. And I'm like right on that little stretch and something happens. And I thought, you know what, I'm probably going to just spiral out. (laughs) have to withdraw up the sense of state on this one. But I managed to take the special consideration. I managed to do all the things I did, talk to all my convenience and be like, hey, something's happened out of my control. I still want to succeed, but I just need a little leeway. And they were really, really nice. So I did manage to finish that trimester. And surprisingly, I did pass both my courses. And that kind of got the ball rolling. Like, as soon as I could see that I could do it, um, and not just that I could pass, like, I got a seven in my systems, and that was, like, mind-blowing for me. I was like, how? Mm. <laughs> I, you know, all these years of just nothing to show for it, and finally I had really achieved something in a course that I enjoyed and I thought was really interesting. Mm. And then that kind of just progressed through to, uh, the next year, T1. Um, I only had to do three courses now, which was also super, super helpful. So I was kind of just slowly building the increment of how many courses I was doing. I was just, I was doing really well. <laughs> I just mm. was, I was constantly being surprised that I had finished another trimester. And then I got to the end of first year. And like, I almost wanted to cry because I was like, this was um, a goal that I never thought I would achieve. Mm. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> um, and then get to the next year and I am on top of the world. I'm like, I've got this, you know, I've got uni down pat now. And then coronavirus happens. No, no, no. no. Yeah, I know. And I think for, I know a lot of people that came into that year and my peers that, you know, I had actually, because I came to Griffith, I didn't have any friends. I was a mature age student, so... Um, everyone's talking about what high school they went to last year and I'm just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, high school. <laughs> um, yeah. So it took a little while, but mm. I think just getting that, knowing that I could achieve things, especially in first year where I thought it was never going to happen, I think yeah. that really propelled me throughout second year despite. One, one sec. Yeah. Oh, never mind. We were, yeah, we were just told that apparently audio was lost, but uh, apparently All it's good. back. So. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that getting back. The, um, the coronavirus story. Yeah, 
Good old coronavirus. Yeah, mm. I think a lot of people came into that year thinking this is the year, you know. Mm. I've got it together. I'm going to just smash goals. I, I had been hired as a past leader, something that I thought I would never do. I am an absolutely terrified of public mm. speaking. Um, it mortifies me. This does a little bit. It's better than I'm talking to a computer. But <laughs> let's um, say you've picked the right place because yeah, this yeah. is going out to thousands <laughs> of people. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, at yeah, least yeah. it's past me, you know. Yeah, um, that's yeah, I thought it definitely came into the year super optimistic, and then coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think. It, it definitely took a little bit to really adjust to that and to even have it sink in that this wasn't just going to be for this year, that mm. it was going to change things for a while and that was really going to impact just the breadth of opportunities available yep. as well as how easy or difficult it would be, you know? It really changed a lot. My God. So how did you, I guess, get into the past you mentioned jackie's the uh the hero of this story so uh big props to you yeah. Jackie. Uh, no no, no. To the hero of this story martin is shay yeah shay's, shay's, <laughs> shay's the protagonist there was assistance from a from a from every every good story has assistance from a sagely uh loving creature <laughs> a wise wise, wise <laughs> person and that that's that's our jack that is 100 what so, yeah. you were obviously working with Jackie for, for um with you know boat and she was helping you with that and then all of a sudden parsley to Shay. So uh how did that yeah. happen? Yeah, I think I wrote a pretty convincing cover letter. <laughs> um yeah. I knew that when she would look at my academic transcript, you know, those things aren't erased, even though no. um and I actually, I would like to mention this because it's something I like to mention to everyone, mm. is that there is something called withdrawal after census date due to special circumstances. And this is an application you can make up to one year from the census day where um, you didn't withdraw or maybe you failed or something went on. Um, mm. And if you are approved, your grade will be turned into a the record. Um, and also, if you're really lucky, you get your money back. So Ooh. that was something I had actually put forward and that was because Jackie brought it up in that workshop and that changed whoo, mm-hmm. so much. Um, it really, my GPA was immediately brought back up. Was it good? No. <laughs> but um, it did make a humongous difference and it made me just feel better that, you know, there wasn't just a bunch of fails there. There were withdrawals. And you know what? I can argue withdrawals. Um, yeah. So I think finishing... Year one, I went to part. I didn't go past in T1, which I really regret. I wasted so much time. Um, and then second trimester, I went, and I went religiously. Mm-hmm. I went to every single class session um, for my courses, and I never, I did all the worksheets. Um, and I think I really formed a good group of friends there. And um, Zoe was actually one of the friends. I, one of my first friends actually at university, and. We were kind of like, should we be pass leaders? Oh my <laughs> you know, God. you've got to get a six or seven in the course, and we're like, mm. we did that. Should we be pass leaders? Mm. And um, just 
having her ask me it, like it was something that we could both do. I was mm. like, well, you know, maybe I could. Um, mm. So I put in an application and I wrote a very convincing cover letter, I would say, um, really addressing the fact that, you know, university hasn't been a linear journey for me and mm. it really reflects um, my academic transcript really reflects my life happening outside of university. So although there has been a lengthy struggle, um, mm. I did turn it around and I stuck with it and I pulled my head in and I worked hard to get every single grade I did. And I just told her that I would apply that same tenacity um, to my role as a past leader and I really wanted to challenge myself and expand really. Oh, what? Oh my god! <laughs> Second year of being a past leader, so it—it's been, yeah, it was really. I was so scared to be a past leader. I was mortified. Completely <laughs> like mortified. I think we all were, though. So well, that was—I uh, was, was actually going to say, you're not just a past leader. You're um, in the unique boat um, that I boat? also happen to be in. Not that boat. No um, boat. <laughs> after our first year, even though it was the awful year that was coronavirus year we still managed to convince jackie somehow that we would be great <laughs> senior leaders and so she was like you know what let's make these guys senior leaders <laughs> my, we my, were like she my, she she went along with it sweet i i can I can very day as a senior leader like i i, I it makes sense to you how you got the role now that that you about that in a minute but anyway so that, 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 that's that's something else that i want to point out like you you didn't just become a past leader with that convincing cover letter you stuck to that tenacity and you showed that you weren't just worthy of being a past leader but that you were also worthy of being more than just a past leader you were able to support the other past leaders and train mm -hmm. new past leaders and that was something i was saying when we introduced you like this year at training, like I remember you last year from training and we were both in the same boat. We were both like, what do we do? Like, how do we stand out? Like, how do we make sure that we get this? And then like, cause we didn't really talk when we had training and we didn't talk over the year because you were up at Nathan, I was down Gold Coast and coronavirus, everything. Um, and then like when I saw you again this year and like every single mock session, like it, but maybe it wasn't every single mock session, but every time somebody had something that you noticed, you not only were able to pick that out, but you were able to articulate it really well, whether it be positive or negative, not that we, you know, dwell on negative as much, but <laughs> like you, you were able to pinpoint things that I'm sitting there, like I said, going, how'd she even think of that? And how are you so right about it? Like, <laughs> I'm so flattered because I honestly think I'm just blabbering every time I raise my hand. I was like, oh, I thought of something. And I'm like, wait, is that even important? And I'll say it anyway. Yeah, well, no, and that, and that's the thing. Like sometimes sometimes I felt like that that could be the case with some people that it was like, I, I'm just saying this because I feel like I should say something. Whereas like every time you spoke, it was like, holy crap, that was really impactful. Where'd that come from? I am so flattered. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't a waste of air. Because um, <laughs> I really, I actually, 
loved watching this year's new leaders come in through training mm. to see how keen they were to really make the most of the role. And I think because a lot of them hadn't seen, or if they had, they had only gone to a few face-to-face -face sessions. So mm. for the large majority, they were just creating stuff out of their head. And it was so many unique sessions. I was, yeah, I was like taking notes down. I was like, that's mm -hmm. a really good session. <laughs> like steal that idea make that my activity <laughs> oh 100 the, I, I don't know the, the new leaders we had i don't know if it was spurred on by coronavirus or what but creativity mm. was very very good oh yeah like 100%. like this this is all those new leaders if you're watching or if you're not whatever but <laughs> like you should be watching um <laughs> but like this year's group was like I, I looked at last year's box and I thought, oh yeah, we did all right. We we went with the basic, we 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 did the stuff I I expected from pass. But then these guys were all like next leveling it, and I'm sitting there going, I'm not doing that. That's way too much effort. <laughs> you guys are crazy. You, you want you want to do this every week for eleven weeks? Go right ahead. But I'm just gonna stick to what I know. <laughs> I think I really loved Jane's session. She had the cells and she had like the nucleus was cut out and I I had so much fun. I was like, I felt like I was like, I want to go back to Paula so bad. And I think even just seeing across the board, just such original plans, such original oh, activities. Yeah. And I've loved seeing how they kind of progressed and how they've even uh, change some of now that they have access to all our resources mm. how they've changed some of our activities and made them their own i, I love seeing it i think it's so great it's it's they've been a really good group um i want to go backwards just a little bit and ask so you you came to a point where you were like i either have to do this or it's it's not for me and yeah I know from my own experiences, and I'll probably get into those later, but that's a really hard choice to make. How did you make it? Like, how did you not, on, not only how did you like put that to yourself, but how did you stick to it and not just get lazy and be like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, some stuff happened, so it's fine. <laughs> like, how, how did you stick to that and be like, how did, how did you hold yourself accountable? That's the word I'm looking for. Mm. I think one of the biggest motivations, and it's not exactly useful across the board, was I was um, very disappointed in myself. I was disappointed at not reaching or achieving or um, really showing, even to myself, what I was uh, uh, capable of. Because I knew, like, I know I'm, I'm not... Um, an incapable person. I know I can do great things, but um, I also know that I need a good support system to achieve that. So I think the biggest thing was after just several years of making excuses, being like, oh, you know, that life's hard. Oh, you know, that this happened. I, it really got to a point where I was like, I think I'm exhausted of all the excuses mm. I have. I'm kind of at wit's end with myself. And was it hard going back that T3? 100%. I have, um, no, I, ha I didn't grow up in a family where schooling was em emphasized in any way, shape or form. 
Um, mm -hmm. My academic journey has been really quite isolated in that way. So I never developed proper study skills or um, techniques to really cope at university. Those were things that I just didn't have within my kit. Um, and I think the biggest thing was recognizing that first, being like, you know, I don't even know how to study. I don't even know, you know, I just watched a lecture, but I just watched it. <laughs> I didn't get anything out of it. I just went, cool movie, close the laptop. Um, <laughs> so I think the biggest thing was having a bit of self-awareness and being like, okay, there has been reasons why you haven't succeeded. And it's not just no support system. Why do you get scared by week five? <laughs> What's going on, you know? Mm. I'm really digging into that and being brutally honest with myself in the fact that um, as much as I know I can achieve things, I can't achieve them without having the right tools, without having the knowledge on how to achieve that, you know? We kind of got to, like, hack our brain a little bit and figure out how it works to even make the most of it. So that was really my first starting point. And it wasn't very in-depth. It was more just like, how do you effectively study? And it was just learning about things like active recall and, you know, not passively taking in information. Things that a lot of people do naturally when they study, but for me it was not something that had never happened throughout um, primary and high school. You know, I just sat in a class, absorbed information, and it was there. But um, the sheer amount of information you get in high school compared to university is just insurmountable. It's not comparable in <laughs> any way, shape or form. So um, it wasn't going to cut it, just sitting there and hoping the information starts. So I had to, the first thing was really equipping myself with the skills and the tools to actually study. And I think um, as much as it was an uphill battle, I think starting with just two courses gave me the room and gave me the flexibility to put time into that as well. So I started and it was no good. I look back at some of my notes now and I'm like, why did I just write everything that was on the slide? <laughs> why? Um, but, it, you know, you're not going to be perfect at the start. And for sure, I have developed so much over the um, past couple of years. And, um, yeah, just... It takes time. So for anyone who is just starting or, you know, feel like they're struggling with, they don't know how to study either, you'll get it. You really will. It just is perseverance and sticking to it. And it's hard to really define the motivation for that. But I think it always helps to think about not just your end goal, but your immediate goal and having some, some sort of bar for yourself to achieve, something to outdo yourself. Um, I'm very competitive at the best of so that worked for me. Can I outdo me? <laughs> mm. uh, that's so, sorry. I think you yeah. mentioned goals because I was going to say it's it's a very relevant topic to something we talked about a few weeks ago. I think wasn't it, Martin? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. No, I think that was our first episode where we talked about goal setting and the and the importance of that. So, you know, we're really hammering home the past principles here by uh, repeating. <laughs> well, it's over. not even on purpose. It's just the things that happen, like. Mm. It might seem like we're doing all these things and plugging paths, but passes there reinforcing these things that we've just sort of Adopted. like they're they're relevant and we're talking about them mm. because they're relevant, but mm. pass kind of comes into that. And so mm. it's really good. I think um, it's also um really interesting that 
such you've had such a journey, Shay, and particularly you talk about you know you not having skills or the the capability to recognize how to study best, and then yeah. you've managed to develop that, and now you're in a position where you get to pass that knowledge on to to, to students to. to so you get to uh, to give them that ability to develop those transferable skills and that you know those really Mm. critical methods of study so it's it's really i guess yeah it comes full circle so it's it's quite uh enlightening i guess to to see that 100 percent, and i always try and you know, we've really upped emphasizing study skills this year and really putting that at the forefront of our past sessions. And I really tried to run with that and really give them an explanation of why as well and talk about how that can impact them in their other courses. Because it might sound like a boring skill at the start, but hopefully if just a little seed of that information gets planted in, that's more than enough. See, I, the way I've been doing my study skills is literally just recalling on my own stupidity. <laughs> Please explain. Okay, yeah, so yeah, my, yeah. my study skill this week was one that I actually did steal from Martin, but it's a very relevant oh, bro, one. To don't, all don't, courses. Me, don't put me under the bus for this. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> no, no, but, but it, no, it's relevant to you because you were the one that... We, we kind of were putting it in as a study skill last year when we weren't really focusing on study skills as much in our online sessions, but um, RTFQ, <laughs> which um, <laughs> is probably one of the best study skills and it's relevant across all courses, uh, but I, I used it especially for math because if you read the question wrong in math, you're kind of going to screw up and get the wrong answer. Um, and I extend that, that RTFQ to maybe also the answers. If you're doing multiple choice, read the answers. And like, if one of them clearly doesn't make sense, maybe don't pick that one. Um, <laughs> and then from my own experience, um, which some, some students, this is still going to be an alien idea to, but if you do a paper exam, not an online one, make sure you check every page because <laughs> my first story, year... Yeah. Yeah, here's my here's my one of my stories. So linear algebra matrices quiz. I come out of it thinking that was that was intense. Like it took me the whole time to get to the end. And I come out and I'm talking to one of my friends and he's like, So what did you get for the the transformation matrix on the last page? And I'm like, What are you talking about? There's no transformation matrix on the last page. He's like, Yeah, there was it was right under a question about determinants. I'm like, I didn't have either of these things on mine. What are you talking about? Are you sure we did the same quiz? And he's like, yeah, they were right after the simultaneous equations. I'm like, no, that was the last question on mine. And they're like, you really should probably go check that. So Tim was walking past with the exams. I'm just like, Tim, can, can you just show me, like, I'm not gonna, like, obviously I can't do anything about it now. Can you just show me if there's a last page with the transformation matrix? He's like, no, I can't show you. But I can tell you that there is one. And I'm like, is there any chance? I know that the answer is no, but is there any chance that you can let me just have five minutes to have a look at it? And he's like, no, you're right. There is no chance. (laughs) And I'm just like... Damn, this is one of the reasons I love Tim because he is that direct about it. He's just like, you fucked up. (laughs) Like, 
Um, it's a learning experience, that's for sure. Yeah, and so I went from like the first two quizzes, I got like 16 plus out of 20. And then this one was dropped down to 12 out of 20 because there were four marks on that back page that I just didn't have a chance at getting because I used all my time making sure I, I did one other question right and didn't realize it was the last page. So and I think this is also where our perusal time is particularly useful. We didn't get perusal time, thank you. So uh, this was a quiz. I, even if it's a quiz, <laughs> use a minute. Flick through everything. You doesn't yeah, matter. Well, the, the, the big thing with math is that they will, and, and probably a lot of other subjects, the last question at the very bottom will have end of exam or end of quiz. Mm -hmm. Look for that. Because <laughs> I didn't. Don't see it, you're not there. <laughs> yeah, where, where, if you don't see it, you're not there. And and literally when I got to review my thing and have a look at where I did go right on, on the other matrices questions or wrong on the other matrices questions, I looked and it was sitting right there in bold underlined font, just end of quiz. And I'm like, yeah, I can see why why Tim was just like, nope. And I looked at it and I showed him because <laughs> he was there when I was doing it. And he's just like, yep, that's why. Like, you didn't see end of exam, but you stopped. And I'm like, yeah, fair. Yeah. There's not much you can do, do it again. Well, I didn't, I didn't get to do it again. I still got a passing grade for it. But I, I'm convinced that that was one of the reasons I didn't end up getting my high distinction because of my own stupidity <sighs> of not checking every page or not reading a question correctly. So it's the little things. Um, but that's it where those really study is. skills that we, <laughs> we do try to get in place through pass come in handy because it might sound stupid for me to be telling you read the fucking question, but <laughs> if you don't read the question, you can't get the answer. <laughs> Even the best of us do it. Yeah. You know, silly, silly mistakes. I do not know how many questions I have misread where they literally have like do not involve mm. underlined capitalized and I still somehow because I'm in a rush I'm still not picking up on it and simple simple mistakes but it's always hard saying be calmer during an exam make sure you read mm. questions because like I think the large majority of us getting there like palm sweaty you know just not ready for it at all See yeah, that, just that for was... context too. Sorry to cut you off, no, Martin. Just for it. context too, Shay, you and I are the only ones that can really understand this because Mr. Eighty out of eighty <laughs> on all of his quizzes over here, and all of his final exams and one hundred percent in classes has oh. no idea what the hell we're talking about. Because I read, Talk the question, six I, I read, I read the question, Daniel. That's why. This is why. Yeah. I, yeah. This, this is why he got, so gets his eighty out of eighty. He got a whole mark every question just for reading the damn thing. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a little hidden checkbox below each question that says, "Did you read the question?" And when you press that, you extra marks. <laughs> you didn't see that yet. I wish. Clearly, I, wish. clearly, I didn't read that because no, you know, no. otherwise, I would have read that. But it's, it's actually quite interesting because in my uh, sessions this week, my study skill is actually about exam prep and, you know, trying to help students to, you know, you were talking about when you get nervous and that sort of thing. So I've got a, a little video there that explains to prepare for an exam before the exam, how to set up to try and calm your nerves and all those things. Because, you know, while, it, while we might say, yeah, don't be nervous for your exam, you know how like little it hurts 
little it helps when someone yeah. tells you don't be nervous like it, it does absolutely now nothing. i'm even more nervous because i'm <laughs> yeah, nervous thanks. because i'm nervous and they told me not to be nervous <laughs> yeah it, it, it's like i and this is a small tangent when people ask you are you okay and it's like I yeah, I was until you asked me, and now I'm thinking about all the things I'm not okay about, and and that it's, it's kind, of, kind of what this week has been like. I've mm. I've been been very very specific because um, one of the things I've I've done for myself is all the new leaders down on Gold Coast. I've been just checking in on uh, each week. Uh, a few of them I've been forgetting, and I apologize to them profusely today. So if they're watching, they know who they are. Uh, but. Um, I would not ask, like, are you doing okay or whatever. I'd just be like, how, how are you hanging in there or something like that, something that was away from a generic question. So it was just, like, not something that made them stop and think, oh, God, am I doing something wrong? Is that why he's messaging me or something like that? Because, like, <laughs> I have anxiety. <laughs> I have an anxiety disorder. I have a depression disorder. And it's just, like, like, I know the wrong things to say because they've been said to me my whole life. Um, Always overthinking the messages yep. and how it might come across. Yep. So Very relatable stuff. That's that's one of the reasons why, like, I you may remember my mock last year. I just came out and said it and was just like, guys, I have serious mental health issues. And one of the things I'm going to be bringing to these past sessions is the fact that it's okay to have these issues because they are just a part mm -hmm. of life. And as you've explained, like, you've had hell of a hell of a ride. <laughs> like, you've been homeless. You've been quite literally beaten and you, you, you've come out of it still smiling and laughing like this. And that's actually insane to me because my brain cannot understand that because of the depression. It's like, how can you be happy? Why have you not just been miserable about it? Um, it it's definitely, um, it's not straightforward. You know, I, I can really, really relate to your shoes and, even when you gave your mock session last year and you brought that up, I think I, I can't remember who I talked to. And it might have even been Jackie sometime a while after. But I remember saying I really, really like Daniel's um, mock session and I really love that he put some visibility out there for people who are suffering from mental illness because it's not talked about much at all. And there's a lot of successful people who do really well, but you would have no idea that they're suffering from mental illness and you know I definitely um, when I was back in Perth I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and um, that's been a constant uphill battle of also building that toolkit of how do I not let that derail my goals in my life and not let that become um, necessarily who I am and still be able to be me so I really I really love your mock session. I thought it was wonderful and I think it, it took a lot of balls to really stand up there in front of it was a big group of strangers it was like a lot of people and to just say this is me, this is who I am this is what I'm going through but I'm still going to do my absolute fucking best today. Yeah. And and I think at that point the only person in that room, or well, two people, I think Jackie had a pretty decent idea because I'd 
I mentioned it during like the interview mm -hmm. process and everything because I was like, you know, I like not not because I don't think you'll hire me because of these reasons. I just want you to be aware <laughs> that these things exist, and it's why I have been out of work for for as long as I have. And she was just like, mm -hmm. "Yep, no, that's fine. I don't don't care about that. We we'll, we will support you if we need to." Um, but one of those people that that did know about that, and this is where I throw him really under the bus, was Martin. And I said to him before my mock, I'm like, do I tell them? And he's like, what What do you gain from telling them? And I'm like, nothing. It just shows the sort of person I am. And he goes, then do it. Like, if you think it's the right thing to do, do it. And I'm like, it's not like, because one of the things, you know, because with that, that anxiety and the overthinking, I'm like, is this me now appealing to the crowd for like sympathy points? <laughs> and he's like, no that's the stupidest thing you've ever asked me. And I'm like, really? I've asked you some really stupid shit. And he's yeah. like, no. That, yeah. that, like, go, you talk. This was it, it, your... It's it's funny because we have a lot of those about something very serious. And then we just be like, no, you're an idiot. Like, and because we <laughs> have such Do a we talk about our GPA curve last night? Oh, that was a that was a whole other thing that we were talking last night about. It was him and Mackenzie and I were in a call, and then we were talking about GPA or something because, well, this I guess ties in with the episode today. Both of them yeah. were discussing the not and they wanted my help in, you know, like, and what they could do, what are their options, that sort of thing. They wanted advice, so we were talking <laughs> as friends, and then um, they were talking about, you know, advised pre prerequisites uh you know actual needed prerequisites and then they said oh um we're not good students and i was like hang on did, did you both just tell me you were not good students and then they started saying two, two oh, past my, leaders saying two, two past leaders and they were saying, a senior leader somehow and then they then they went and looked at their gpas and told me their gpas which i won't share here but they told me their gpas so then i said all right they were higher than five but i'll, I'll say that they were above five <laughs> and their gpa was what would be considered a strong gpa by the university standard so i said hang on here you guys are just so stupid give me one second so i went on paint and i drew up a little curve and then a bell curve and a dot to, at the maybe like a 75, 60 to 75 percentile. So where the curve starts going down. And I just drew an arrow and I wrote, I, I don't want to be that explicit, but I, let, let's just say I said, you he, he called us fuckwits. Yeah, I said, that, <laughs> this is where you fuckwits are. This, this, is is, your... this is where you're saying you're bad students and you're on this side of the curve. You exactly. fuckwits. So, so that was me saying with that bell curve that, this is where you are. I don't know what you are thinking, but clearly the stress or whatever has gotten to your head and you are thinking irrationally, totally. So I showed them that, mm -hmm. that bell curve. Mackenzie's now pointed, posted that on Instagram. Daniel's sending it everywhere because it was my little, uh, dumb little 10-second paint drawing. But... <laughs> so that, that, that's pretty much a summary of it. And I guess on that story, it kind of touches on you know, census date because that we were talking because census date is coming up on Sunday yeah. and they weren't sure whether to keep it or not. So we were going through, well, of course, we so, need to do the course. Worth it. So I'll, I'll quickly talk about this because the coursing question, I'm, I'm not going to throw under the bus because it's a great course. It's not the course's fault, but 
<laughs> the course is an entity and we're protecting its feelings, okay? The course is great. Um, so, no, but really it had nothing to do with the course. I mean, the assignment was giving us both the shits that was due tomorrow. Um, but the main thing was we both looked at it and I'm pretty sure, and Mackenzie can correct me if I'm wrong um, in the chat if she's still here, but this is yes. the first time both of us were trying to do four courses. Um, after doing nothing but three courses or two courses or one course for our entire degree so far. I think she was doing threes mostly, and that's what I'd been doing, but we can come back to that when I tell my my version of the corona story because I, I would like to hear how you dealt with it as well um, and also hear Martin's thoughts being that we're all at different points of our university journey on how corona affected us. But And I know that we're at the hour mark, so we're just going to keep talking and I don't even care. Um, but basically, we, we were trying to do this thing and we were doing it because we thought it was a required prerequisite for our, our third year courses. And maybe this is me taking a shot at the university, but I don't care. But the amount of courses that are only offered in trimester one and then not again until trimester one is absolutely freaking ridiculous. So it's like, if I don't do this now, I've got to wait a whole year to do it. And then if I don't do it then, or if I do badly at it, I've got to wait a whole nother year. And that pushes my degree out and pushes my, my hex debt out and all of that loveliness. So it's just like, what the hell? Um, and this is why the uh, required versus advised prerequisite came up with Martin. And we were looking at it and we were like, well, all of these other courses are required for something else. Um, and I don't know, because I'm, I'm doing a double degree, so that makes it even more messy because each degree only has things offered in trimester one. So we're sitting there trying to work out, like, if I drop this course, when can I redo it? And if I redo it at this particular point, how's it going to affect these courses for my other degree and all these different things? And it's just, it's a lot. To, 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 quote, to quote Mackenzie, she didn't say it last night, but it was one of her big things. This, this is a lot. You guys are a lot. Like, this is a lot. <laughs> Um, because it's hard to make sure that you're actually still going to finish your degree, not just in a timely manner, but at all, because you might miss something that's an actually required course somewhere along the line. Um, might be phased out. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Like my roommate had that happen. He stopped like it was a first year course that he'd just been putting off because he was doing courses in the order he wanted, went to do it this year and looked and went, this hasn't been offered since 2019. What? <laughs> How am I meant to do it now? Um, so there's just all sorts of little things like that. And these are the things like, uh, long story short, Mackenzie and I dropped it. This is my second time starting the course and doing it for four weeks and dropping it. Um, so in the back of my head, my anxiety and my depression are like, you're fucking shit. Like, why are you doing this? You can't do this course. But at the same time, I'm looking at it logically and going, I had to do this because there was no way I could contain, uh, maintain, not contain, the level of work that I needed to be doing that course and my other courses and be a good past leader and be there for my friends 
and go see my puppy every second week and do all these things that I actually need to do because that's who I am. And You're a human. Yeah, I'm a human. It's I, like I, I want to like – I hate that during uni – like I love uni. I, I It's the one of the best things that's happened to me in my life. But I also kind of hate it at times because I get so busy doing uni work that I don't get to hang out with my friends mm -hmm. that I used to spend pretty much 24 hours a day with doing <laughs> nothing but play video games. Like one of them is my best friend probably in the world. Martin, you don't even get to, to argue with this one because Pickle's been there a lot longer than you. He lives in Texas. So the only way I get to play with him is online and his sleep schedule is always all over the place. But if we're both awake, and he's online, I'm sitting there going, I want to do stuff with him. But like, I'll get home from a day at uni and doing past sessions all day and taking in information from a lecture. And I'll just sit there and stare at the screen and be like, I want to do stuff with you, but I cannot literally do anything right now that requires a brain thought. Like, I'm just going to watch <laughs> YouTube and die to it. Um, and... You know, he's really understanding and accepting of that. But at the same time, it just sucks because I'm like, I want to hang out with you. You are awesome. You're my best friend. And I can't do that. And yeah. Um, where am I going with this story? <laughs> just a, just another story. Census that date. Highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Census highlights. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Census date. <laughs> so census date's important because... The thing about census day that they may not really reinforce to you, but if you drop a course before the census date, you do not get charged for it. You do not get a, a withdrawal. You don't get a withdrawal. Uh, no, you don't get a withdrawal on your transcript, and you definitely don't get a withdrawal fail. Yeah, so so GPA is not affected. Yeah, you don't. You don't get charged for it. You don't get affected in any way. So. One thing I would do if I was any student, whether you're about to finish your degree like Martin, one one trimester away, which, you know, it would be a bit silly for him to do it at this point. Um, but my, if you are doing... Yeah, you, your, your supervisors would kick your ass after the amount of degrees <laughs> they had to jump through to get you to be able to finish this trimester. This, this advice is for anyone but Martin right now. <laughs> but if you are feeling overwhelmed by a course, it could be one of the courses Shay is taking you for or I'm taking you for. I don't care. But, like, I love seeing people at pass, but I would rather know that you are doing mentally okay and not pushing yourself through hell whether it be mentally physically emotionally whatever drop the damn course if you need to be doing three courses for Centrelink and you're doing four pick the one that's giving you the most stress if you mm -hmm. all of them are giving you equal stress maybe just look at it and go is uni going to work for me this trimester because it's better to look at like it's better to, it's great to finish your degree yeah but if you're not there mentally around and sound to do what you want to do with your degree mm -hmm. what the hell is the point like, and i think um like in my role because i'm also a boat mentor um 
That's also another role that I have alongside being a class leader. So I actually get to go out and I get to call all these students all the time and really check in with everyone. And I think um, one of the pieces of advice I always give around census day is that, you know, if it's hectic by week four, it only gets more insane. <laughs> so if you're struggling by week four and you're like, I am barely just keeping it together, you know, it, it's time to really think about there's a number of things you want to protect. You want to protect how you're feeling. You want to protect, you know, your mental health, your GPA. And at the end of the day, you know, we're doing a degree because hopefully it's something that we enjoy and hopefully it's something that we want to progress into beyond the degree, um, whether it's the general field or whatever. So it's something that we should actually truly be getting something out of. So if you feel like it is a complete chore, there's not even like a, a little hint of like interest and curiosity and something engaging about the course, then it's those times when we really got to evaluate what we're doing and why we're doing it because uni is a lot of time and it's a lot of money and it's not something that we should take lightly just because we have things like hex, you know, and for this very second it might not come out of your pocket. Um, and, yeah, so that I always give very similar advice that, you know, mental health comes first. How are you meant to succeed in a course and enjoy a course and really make the most of it if you're not even feeling like your best you know not necessarily the top best but you know you still feel like yourself if you're not there and you feel like things are being tacked away you're not seeing friends you're not doing this or that then evaluate it and of course sacrifices come in within a degree but it's not about sacrificing everything it's about sacrificing that party the night before you have an assignment you know if we work hard and we plan, then anything is possible throughout the trimester. It's just about the effort that we can put into um, looking at our lives and thinking about what is actually achievable and reasonable for me. Really not trying to, um, I guess, convince yourself that doing 20 jobs and five courses and this and that and doing extra things here and there is going to be possible if you know that four courses is already pushing that. No, I definitely agree. And uh, it is about, again, we discussed that balance and making sure you have time for everything, time to, I guess, mm -hmm. time for yourself, time for your friends, time for your extra time for your family, all that mm -hmm. sort of thing. I must admit, mm -hmm. personally, this week, I've been neglecting myself aspect of it. <laughs> um, Daniel, He has. I, I, can, I can vouch for this. Like... I, it, it's been so hectic for Martin, and I'm I'm throwing him under the bus again for like this. But it's been so hectic for him. Like when the extra pass sessions for online were announced, I was like, "If you take any of those as leader two, I'm going to kick your fucking head in. <laughs> you cannot do them." And he's like, "I didn't plan on." I'm like, "Good." And like even last week, um, he was like, "I'm so behind on things," and I'm like, "Don't." come in for your past sessions. Kaylee can run them. I will damn well run them if I have to, but you have to do what you need to do to get on top of this. And Martin being Martin didn't listen, uh, but he, he justified it in different ways because he, he really does enjoy past leading so much so that it gives him that energy to come back and re-attack his work with a bit more vigor. 
Um, mm -hmm. One of the things like for both of us, like I'm sure it's probably been noticeable throughout this, but we started tonight in a downtrodden this week has sucked, but just through talking, not just to each other, but to you as well, Shay, obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling better about this week already <laughs> because we've had this. And hmm. that has been hmm. huge because this week sucked. <laughs> um, and this week last year, and this is how I'm transitioning into it, this week last year really sucked because this was the week we got the news that everything was going online for the foreseeable future, no more lectures, they were going to be pre-recorded for some subjects or live online with lecturers that had not been taught how to use Collaborate. Um, or a computer in general. <laughs> or, 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 or a computer in general. Um, so some were really tech savvy, like shout out to Tim from, from Math because he was like, I, I, I won't say he was ready for it, but like he had been delivering online stuff before. So with this change, nothing really changed for him. He was just like, yep, okay, now I have to do this instead. But for other lecturers that had mm -hmm. never done this, it was a struggle. Um, and for us as past leaders, it was a struggle. But I don't want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, and I'm, I'm going to throw to Martin here first because he's been really quiet tonight, uh, <laughs> mostly because we've been... We've We've been talking about our, our shitty experiences, and he, he's like the straight seven student that's never had a worry in the world. But Martin, tell us about your worries in the world when Corona hit and how that affected you um, and how that affected you this week with the lockdowns as well. So in general, last year, uh, the main issue I had with, with Corona was that I'm a very extroverted person. I get a lot of energy to people which is why i love past so much and you know anyone who's been in my past sessions know i will bounce off the walls i'm, I'm i just love i get so much energy just from interacting with people so a bit weird in sync when we had the lockdown uh, oh i can't see my friends or anything it was oh i can't see my students um, and that was the first big thing that kind of hit me like a truck and it was really rough and it took a while to kind of try and get out of that mindset of, uh, you know, this sucked and I had to, to deal with it and I had to try and find the positives. But then, you know, it, it was, I guess, streamlined because I saw what the other past leaders were doing and everyone else, like, I know maybe behind the scenes it wasn't like this, but that what I was seeing was that they were like, oh, you know, foot to the to the gas what can we do what new, what new activities can we make how can we make this really good online and i guess for me i was like hang on is it just that no one cares or is it that no they do care and they're just you know pushing through and doing really good things and that kind of changed my mindset and i was like all right how can i make this really good semester or trimester for my students what can i do? um and then i was myself out of that you know online still sucked no one's gonna discuss that <laughs> it, it, it did suck but at least there were it i've changed my mindset and start to think okay it sucked but how can i make it suck less um and and that was the big thing that got me through last uh last year and then now we're in lockdown here again i'm kind of 
like okay so i don't i won't have my brisbane students i do have a few students from brisbane uh, mm-hmm. and around there how am i going to make it that extends or if it prolongs how am i going to make it so it won't suck mm-hmm. what am i going to do mm-hmm. and i kind of had to try and get that mentality again and my only issue here is that while i'm in a really good mentality with pass and you know on what daniel said he was wasn't joking yes last week he he pretty much said you're not allowed to come to uni at all you have to do your stuff um and he so but i t- i gave him the the convincing excuse that pass gives me so much energy so what i did was go to uni just for my pass session get a lot of energy out of that feel really good and then i'd come back home and i'd feel energized to do my work now this week was a bit rough but you know we still got the in-person sessions but you've still you know everyone's with a mask it's a little and like one of my students mentioned that the social aspect of it is kind of creepy of having everyone with masks but you know we've come online and we've you know kaylee's doing a session online tomorrow which i will be leader toing for um well i don't think daniel will approve but um yeah so that we'll do that but um the the real thing that hit me with this lockdown was actually my my coursework itself so i didn't have a studio today or a lab yesterday and i've still got work from uq to do um and that trying to keep myself in a good mental mindset with that like trying to not just say i screw it and you know go into a hidey hole that's been the the real challenge that i'm trying to to work through but you know i guess today today's the last day like tomorrow's the last full day before we go on break so all i need to do is get through tomorrow so this is why i i'm really kind of glad we had this episode because we've got census date and then we've got next week which is mental reset week i think for a lot of people so that's that's kind of my take on it and i i definitely plan on using that as a set week it it's going to sound really weird but i'm actually going to be at uni as much as i can for next week because i'm going to be working on my research work and for me that sort of stuff is you know i'll be in an engineering lab i'll be working with things that gives me a lot of energy too that makes me feel good it makes me feel happy so that's my way uh, i guess resetting and you know still staying in touch with university which is something that i love but um also getting that mental break that i need and that i guess breaker circuit breaker from what has been a really tough week um i don't know about you shay what would you have planned as i guess he said shay we can't hear you has she muted Have we lost Shay? Uh, no, she's still there. Yeah, no, but have she's we lost tr- She's audio? trying to work. We've lost the audio. She's yeah, trying to yeah. work out what's going on. Well, I guess while she's figuring that, Daniel, what's your your plan for the for the week? How are you going to use it? Okay, well, my, my plan for the next week, um, I've already sort of organized with people, but um, I have now three courses that I need to catch up four weeks worth of <laughs> content on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've been really bad with my content. So I will be spending at least one full day on each of those courses mm-hmm. um, because I'm not the sort of person where I can study for like, um, and this isn't to throw anyone under a bus or anything, but if a, somebody advised to me that, you know, why don't I try 25 minutes of study, then five minutes? I'm like, no, no, no. I either have to do all my study or none mm-hmm. of it. I, I can't do it in between. It's just got to be done or not done. Mm. Um, 
So that that's one thing I've got to do is allocate days where I'm just like, this is study day and I have to study all of that day. Hmm. Um, and then going forward, what I have to do is allocate actual study times, which is something my psychologist and I talked about doing at the beginning of the trimester. And I'm like, yep, I'll totally get on that. Never <laughs> got on it. And here I am behind on everything. So that's how I um, plan on dealing with it. What happened uh, with me with the lockdown was basically just this this time around, it didn't affect me outside of the mentality of knowing that this affected me last year. Ah, I think we've got Shay back. Can you guys hear me yet? We can, yes. yes. We can. Excellent. I'll I got backup up. headphones. Love that. <laughs> prepared. Um, Always got to come prepared. How I dealt with the lockdown this week was was pretty uh, much just don't fall into the spiraling drain inside my head of saying that this is happening the same as last year, that this is going to happen mm. again. Um, mm. And I think a lot of that was me just ranting kind of mostly at Martin about different things um, <laughs> and my other friends just about other random things because it didn't matter what it was. I just ranted about it. Um, it was just a cut in. It was quite funny because he'd give me a rant, a list of things, and then I'd say, what do you need me to do? Like, what can I do to help you? <laughs> and I thought, all right, I'm ready. Like, going to help my friend here, whatever. He needs. That's what he and all he said was, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't need anything. I just wanted to rant. Just that, that, that was it. Yeah, was like, okay. that was it. I just needed to get something you out of my it. system. So I just, I'm like, you, you are, you're a wall right now, and I'm screaming at you. <laughs> um, the other, the other reason why too that there was nothing Martin could do is because I'm very conscious of how much he had to do. So I'm like, even if there was something you could do, you're not the person I'm asking to do that right now, because I understand your wow. responsibilities. So if there was something you could have done. I would have gotten you to do it, but if it was something somebody else could have done is equally yep. as well as you, I would okay. have just gotten them to do it. But at the end of the day, all I needed was a wall and you were my wall. <laughs> um, Such a good wall. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I mean, that's look at him. The, the mustache needs to be <laughs> removed. So uh, um, we'll I'm, get I'm on for that. the mustache. Yeah, everyone seems to be, and it's ruining what we want to plan for it. So, uh, but a large majority. Before I tell my story about how I dealt with Corona last year, or how I didn't deal with Corona last year, let's let's hear from you, Shay. How did you deal with Corona last year? How did you deal with lockdown this mm -hmm. week? And then, how are you planning on spending the next week? Um, mm. Sort of resetting. Ooh. Yeah, so I think for most of us, this week really felt like a bit of uh, COVID PTSD, I guess. Mm. Um, very triggering, very like right back into that headspace we were at last year of just, we have no idea what to expect. Um, we don't even know if like at one point they're going to cancel uni. Like we just had no idea, no expectations, just well, I hope this blows over soon. That was kind of um, my hope, really trying to be optimistic there. But I think we all kind of had a feeling it was not going to be a smooth uh, journey in the next, in the following months. So I think what really got me through last year was forming routine. 
because that's really what having face-to-face -face lectures and uh, tutorials and workshops and labs and everything that comes with that, having that structure really kept me on track in, in first year. Having, I needed to get to uni by eight and I stayed there till five and making up that own routine for myself and really coming second year and being completely online, I had to kind of replicate that and um, make it for myself. So I got really into scheduling, um, really into to-do lists, lots and lots of things that would just, um, you know, like it was just constant bombardment at the start with, uh, you know, the cases arising, this is going on, now it's in this country, now it's over here, now there's this many deaths. It was just constant news coming through and it was exhausting and it was just like clogging my brain. So um, really making to-do lists and scheduling saved me so much because I at least had it written down as much as my brain just felt mushy some days. It, I knew what I needed to do. I'd gone through the effort to make to-do lists. But mm. um, I think something else that really hit home for me was having people working from home, having my housemates working from home. Um, it made it incredibly difficult to study. <laughs> I mm. my, my desk is basically in the lounge room, so doesn't really work out when I'm wanting to still study at well, seven at night, you know, there's people watching TV in the back and yeah. I can't switch off. So it was huge learning curve of figuring out how am I going to actually make this work for me? Mm. Um, and in a way where the way that I know how to learn and I also had to adapt that a lot, but I think um, I, as soon as we could, I was back at uni every day um, whether the library was open or not, I was just somewhere studying, somewhere that was out of my home. To me, home is home and I don't study there. I don't do work there. Um, and that was a really, there was a period where I, it had to be that. And I think that for me was one of the worst times was not having a division between study and home. Um, I, it's like I could never switch off. So as soon as I could, I was back on campus, even if I was just sitting on a random chair outside doing my studies, whatever it took to create some sort of um, division in my mm. mind. And it, it really helped me focus being there because I knew I came here for a reason. And if yeah. I didn't do it, I felt really guilty. So yep. <laughs> um, it was constantly motivating, just uh, telling myself, this is where you work this is where you study. Um, don't come here to watch YouTube videos. If you want to do that, go home. That's home stuff. So, um, and it was having a lot of self-discipline, which is really, really difficult when all you want to do is, you know, sit at home, eat food, sit on the couch and watch TV. You know, the world felt like it was burning up outside. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely where I wanted to be. But we know these things don't last forever and I think I was definitely telling myself a lot of that, you know, this is going to be something I look back at as a really challenging time, something that I've overcome and like I said earlier, that's kind of how I look at all adversity in my life is this is one hell of a challenge and if I make it through this, then that's bloody phenomenal. So, and even making it halfway sometimes is just as phenomenal. So, that was my attitude going in and I constantly had to check in with that because there were so many days where it, 
I just didn't want to do a damn thing. So um, coming this week and hearing the same announcement, it was right back into that mindset of being like, oh, God, is it going to be the same again? Can I basically mm. sit here and expect the unexpected again and have no way to plan for the near future? But I think the thing is we've moved online before. We've done it. Was it the best? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did we lose that on opportunities? Yes. But I think it's, you you know, you got to make the most of what's there. You've got to, um, you know, I it was a real insight for me having some of my conveners really, you know, they spilled their guts to us on how they were struggling with it. And for me, that really put it in perspective, you know, we're all trying to keep the cogs moving. Absolutely. Everyone is in a terrible position, but you know, the world doesn't stop sadly. And mm. um, we need to figure out new ways to cope and adapt. And I think over a year we've done I think everyone has done phenomenal, whether you passed your courses or whether you failed, if you tried your absolute best, I think it was still a phenomenal effort and a terrible year. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm feeling like very optimistic that it won't last, but I am preparing for the worst that, you know, perhaps this is um, maybe things will be extended. I took all my stuff home as soon as they said mm-hmm. um, that we're going into lockdown. I was like, look, three days, I don't believe you. But um, I think it's just been coming in, trying to have somewhat, <laughs> even a, a smidgen of, of an optimistic attitude. Yeah, having an optimistic attitude is very, very important. Very hard for some people to have. Um, it's very hard. Um, how are you spending next week? Are you... <sighs> <laughs> so, um, it has been a hectic start to the trimester. And this is, even though I did do four courses last year in both of the trimesters, and that was insane. Um, it's just another ball game this year. Uh, content's a lot heavier, a lot more uh, complex and harder to wrap my head around. So, things have been taking longer than... I always hope. Um, so I think I'm spending a lot of next week um, catching up. And you know what? I'm actually so excited because I love my content this trimester and it's something that I do really want to become proficient in. So I'm kind of excited to have seven days to really just bunker down and get on top of my coursework because I know for me that's going to relieve a lot of anxiety about the coming weeks as well. Awesome. So the reason I wanted to leave my Corona story to the end is because I think it wraps this this whole chat up really, really well. And that's, mm-hmm. I didn't deal with it at all. I did not. I just couldn't handle it. Um, by the time week four came around and we went to online, I was already feeling like I was behind. And mm-hmm. having to try and study from home, like you actually hit the nail right on the head, not having a separation of work and well study and home life was was terrible for me Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. the other big thing too was and this isn't a a disrespect to any of the lecturers that have, have done their best with it but if i was going to be paying the amount of money we're paying to go to uni to watch youtube videos i would just be watching youtube videos um so that's what a lot of the lectures felt like and 
I couldn't break that mental idea that what I'm doing is watching a video for my education. And that was really, really hard for me to focus on the content. And mm -hmm. like, I've, it, it's really weird to say because with, with my depression and my anxiety, all I do is focus on things, mostly negative ones. Uh, but the way I was focusing, I, I wasn't able to focus on anything because nothing was holding my interest for long enough because I couldn't commit to that. Like I was trying to attend Martin's past sessions online for Calculus 2 and we all know how Martin and I interact and he couldn't get me to focus. Like I literally just sat there listening to and bantering with him when I could because that was what I did. But I couldn't. Like when if if he turned to me and actually asked me, "Do you know what you're doing with this content?" I'd just look at him and go, "No, I don't." And it made me feel like shit constantly. Mm. And because this was all happening with sensor state, I didn't know whether I could with wanted to withdraw or not, or whether I wanted to keep trying. And what ended up really happening was by the time week ten came around, I was still struggling on week four content. Um, we had a mid-trimester exam for, and I've, I've now I've mentioned him a few times, but Tim uh, was was doing it, and anyone that was in that course with me, it was Linear Algebra and Differential Equations, second year course, uh, Tim literally, like, I, I had a, a Teams meeting with him just to be like, I don't know what to do, um, and he was like, look, you have this mid-trimester exam. I think this was actually in week nine, but point is, <laughs> but point is I, I don't remember what week it was because this whole whole thing was a mess for me. But basically the announcement was made that the, the exam was happening and I was like, Tim, I need to talk to you about this then. And we sat there and I chatted to him for like an hour and a half just telling him what was going on with me. And he just said, look, you're already feeling shit about yourself. Do not sit this exam. Because you will not come out of this exam feeling good about yourself. You will look at it and go, I don't understand any of it. And you will you will feel worse. Um, calculus 2, I was going through the same thing. Yuri, who, as I've mentioned in other past casts, like Tim and Yuri are two of my favorite humans and lecturers on the planet. And Yuri sat there and listened to me for two seconds of what I was saying and could hear and see it on my, my face. And it was just like, don't, you need to look after you. I know mm. he knew about my mental health issues. Tim knew about my mental health issues, but Yuri in a second was just like, you need to look after you because this isn't worth you destroying yourself over. And I think it was the fact that I had these two amazing lecturers and course conveners behind me and i'm i'm saying this because at the, at the very least if anyone is struggling right now talk to your course conveners talk to your program directors because we are all humans we are all going through this and they will do and advise you to make the best choices that you can in the situation that is being presented to us because neither of them for a second were, were worried to tell me, no, just drop the course. Like Yuri actually turned to me and said, you know, drop the course because I know you're dropping it because of you, not because of something I'm doing. And that means a lot to me. I know that if you could do this, you would be here, but 
drop the course. I don't want you in my course if it's going to kill you. <laughs> and that's how it felt that these things were going to kill me because that's what my anxiety and my, my depression were pushing onto me that if I didn't succeed at uni now, kind of like you, you, you had to with that ultimatum you made yourself show, show and that's if I can't do this now, when am I ever going to do it? And it took a lot of people turning around and telling me this is a global pandemic. This isn't just you. And that's the other thing to take into account, like what you're going through, what anyone's going through, somebody else somewhere on this, I want to say God forsaken, but that's, that's a bit too, uh, but somebody on this damn planet has gone through that. So even if you have to go into an online chat room and just be like, guys, I don't know what I'm doing with my life and these are the reasons why, somebody in there, you'll probably get 90% trolls, so I don't actually recommend doing it, but somebody in there might go, hey, your experience is really similar to mine and they might be able to talk you through it. Like, again, not advising go onto random chat rooms and, and do this, but the, the point of the matter is that life can suck and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one of the big things the the we and this is why i said this is a very like martin said it i said it into all my my groups this week but this is a real chat about how life can actually affect your uni studies and not just your uni studies life can affect your life <laughs> <laughs> and it's yep. gonna suck and you need to stop sometimes martin and look at the look at yourself and go am i driving myself into the ground for the right reasons i know that he will argue yes he is at the moment because he's that close <laughs> to finishing his degree and i won't argue with him about it on on this but so close so close, <laughs> so close. but like i i'm not afraid and i i told physics students this trimester like this because i just happened to be there there's this physics pass in in one of the rooms right after my math pass and some of the students stay and i literally told them like i i dropped out of my physics major and picked up a commerce degree <laughs> because i knew after one trimester of physics i couldn't feel like that for the next three years so and that was at the end of the course i paid for it and almost failed that course <laughs> when mm -hmm. the signs were there in week four that I probably shouldn't have continued with it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, honestly, half the reason I did was because Yvonne was such an awesome lecturer, but <laughs> me plugging, plugging my lecturers again. Um, it's really tough having to be honest and check in with yourself. Um, yeah. Cause I think a lot of us, uh, and I know that, even I've really had to think this trimester about whether it's worth dropping a course or not. Um, it's, it is a really tough decision because sometimes it almost feels like admitting defeat and yes. um, being like, you know what, well, I can't achieve everything. But there is so much going on and it, we've got to constantly keep perspective that this degree is not doesn't define you or whether your success or whether you're a worthy person and the degree's not going anywhere you know unless you're on the ninth degree of having worked in this degree um then yeah time, time is ticking a little bit but you know we get 10 years to finish a degree that should be 
ample time for us to go through a struggle, take breaks, do what we need to do to balance life alongside um, our degrees. These degrees aren't the end all and be all. And if it feels like that, um, it might be worth readjusting where you place all your value in your life because um, a degree itself should not define you and your worthiness and whether you're um, great or not doing good enough, you know. Um, it's not a race. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, like, not a race. Like, I, I'll be honest, like, because of all that corona stuff last year, my second year was a non-year. I'm a, I'm a third-year uni mm -hmm. student doing my second year because I did not have a second year. And a lot of people that have come through, like their first year was last year, or people starting now where things mm -hmm. are still so uncertainty, still in a state of uncertainty, like it may not feel like a real year still, but mm -hmm. get out of it what you can, even if it is just mm -hmm. one course or mm -hmm. getting, getting to a point and going, it's none of these courses because I can't, I can't commit to it. I can't focus on it. Like it took mm. so much for me to be like, I have to drop these. Like I asked, I basically asked my therapist for permission and he's like, why are you asking me for permission? <laughs> you need to do this for yourself. Um, I will, I will write the letter that you need. And this is, this is the other thing too. And it's a call back to what you were saying, Shay, if, if you are having these bigger struggles, there is a way of withdrawing without, without, suffering any academic penalties like what was the exact term of it sorry Shay. so this one um withdrawal uh after census state due to special circumstances, special circumstances. Wait, i always mess it up <laughs> yeah yeah so it's very similar in applications for things like deferred assessment where um you need to be suffering from you know an illness or you know those same circumstances and documentation that you would supply for that except this is for withdrawing but the real catch with it is that um in order for your application to be deemed successful you have to um it can't be the exact same circumstances you're experiencing before census date so if you know you're in a tough position mm -hmm. and you don't withdraw you may not be able to do this application um, because what they deem this application for is either your conditions have worsened or there were things beyond your control that happened and kind of spiraled out of control. So there is a catch with it, um, but I think that's generally what happens when people get to that point. You know, you're still in week four, you're like, you know what, I'm struggling, but I think I can get back on top. Mm. But then things do pick up and life gets more hectic and that's generally what happens. So um, it is still there, it is still a backup, you know, don't feel like it might not be there for you. And at the end of the day, I tell all my boat mentees and literally everyone I come across, mm -hmm. I say, put in the application. What's the worst that's going to happen? It doesn't ha It doesn't get put through? All right. Well, we were exactly where we were, but there's always a chance that it could be approved and you won't know until you actually put it in. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even know it existed until the amazing Jackie told me about it when I was talking to her about it. Because last year, one of the things I, I was because when I was withdrawing from all my courses, I'm like, I messaged Jackie and I'm like, I'm not going to be enrolled anymore, so can I still be a past mm -hmm. leader? And God love her, she, here I go, God forsaken now, God love her. Um, <laughs> she was just like, well, I'm not 
not having you, like you pass is going to be continuously good for you because it keeps you engaged with uni life, even though you're not enrolled in anything. And like, cause this was still my first, <laughs> first trimester being a leader. Um, and you know, she was like, and everything I've seen from you as a leader, you're, you, you deserve to be here leading. So even if you're just a mentee with George, Shout out to George being the awesome guy that he is. Um, or a second leader, because second leaders were something we implemented for the online sessions. Like, even if you're just a second leader, so you won't do any of the prep or any of that, and that'll take the, the stress off you having to, to be there. Like, all you got to do is show up. And George will be the first person to tell you, like, there were some sessions, there were early morning sessions that I just slept through because my depression was kicking my ass and I just couldn't get out of bed or I would stay up all night overthinking every single issue in the world and couldn't get to sleep and so if I didn't show up for a session him and like him and both Kaylee both him and Kaylee didn't expect the unexpected with me because they both knew what I was going through and if I didn't show up they were fully ready to just run the session without a second leader. Um, and both of them are strong, strong and amazing leaders in of themselves. I'm so sorry that we don't have George because he damn well graduated. Um, <laughs> but those guys really not only had my back, but were like, you know, if you, if you can't be there, don't be there. It's fine. We will just, you know, we'll, we'll take care of it. And having that support, not just of, of other past leaders, but of these these guys and girls that I consider friends was just amazing. Um, and then I, I did sort of talk about it before, but how this lockdown has now affected me, um, like it brought back that, that, that PTSD, that deja vu. Um, but one of the big things, and this only really hit Martin yesterday as well, uh, but we won't be able to have some of our past students mm. at our face-to-face -face calculus mm. pass tomorrow. And one of those people is the amazing Mackenzie that we've mentioned, and it's her birthday tomorrow. And <gasps> we're going to be missing seeing her for mm. her birthday. And it's absolutely killing both me and Martin because she's our little past baby. And... <laughs> That sounded really, really creepy, but anyway, we're moving past I, that. I uh, was, I was, it was really awful. I've known a few months now when her birthday is, and I knew last week that her birthday was this week. Mm -hmm. I knew on Monday that her birthday was on Thursday, I, I, and it was always there. Like I knew when her birthday was, and it didn't process that. No, is not going to be there tomorrow because of the lockdown. So that was something that it was literally late at night yesterday, just because I was so, my head was so in what I was doing in my, my work mm -hmm. that I, I was literally working last night. And then it was just a, like, I, it literally was just a pencil drop moment where I was working. And then I was like, shit, shit she's, she's not able to come down. And I was, it, that another thing on top where I was just like, this is not great. This is mm. not good sucks. and that's just been another like rough thing on top that, you know, we've had to, to deal with as well. So I'm not looking at the mm. chat right now, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Mackenzie, stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> so 
special birthday shout out to Mackenzie uh, special, for yeah. She she is our <laughs> April Fool. She is our last <laughs> April Fool. Um, she is a oh. fool uh, and an April baby, but she she's our 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 girl, and mm-hmm. we just wanted to wish her a very special happy birthday towards the end of this podcast because it's been going for quite a while now. So, <laughs> Martin. Do we have any questions or do people just want us to shut up and go away now? (laughs) Well, I'll I'll open it up for questions. So if anyone would like to ask Shay any questions about anything, you know, for the next couple minutes, we'll open the floor. Um, Clearly, you can tell she's had a wealth of experiences. Not all good, not all bad either. But um, (laughs) she certainly has come a long way. And, you know, we're very have Shay as our nathan past leader as well so please any questions for her feel free to ask and we'll we'll pass it on um if you have any questions for me or martin you can also ask them too (laughs) you know we're here every week whereas shay's only here this week (laughs) Mm -hmm. so maybe prioritize the shay questions but yes Mm -hmm. you can ask martin and i things too i think um just while and if anyone does have yeah, questions yeah, go, while we wait. I think another thing I'll just mention is um, beyond just, you know, setting my own tiny little academic goals for myself, another thing that's really helped retain me throughout my degree is taking, saying yes to more opportunities within mm-hmm. the university. You know, the first big one was pass, and that really got the ball rolling because, um Jackie opens doors for really for everyone. You know, she has all of our best interests in mind. And when something comes up that she's like, that would be perfect for this person. She Mm -hmm. is the first person to recommend us. So she has opened so many doors for me. And being a past leader has allowed me to form some really wonderful friendships with some of the academic staff as well. And it's just constantly leading to more and more opportunities, you know. Once you start putting your name in people's mouth a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. um, you you kind of come to mind. So I think that's been something that I never thought I would do. <laughs> I mm. never saw myself, you know, walking around the university and being like, hey, hey, to like all these random people. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's really been what has also helped keep me here is feeling like I – and part of a community where I am valued yeah. and I belong and I contribute something worthwhile. Um, mm. And yeah, I think that would, I, I would always encourage someone to really kind of push themselves to be uncomfortable because every time you do that, the world gets just a little bit bigger in what you can do. And I'm doing things constantly that three years ago I would have, collapsed and died at the thought of so um yeah i think i would also just always encourage people to really continue pushing themselves Mm. so we do have two questions so the first one the first one will go right for you shay so what is your (laughs) best online study tip Mm, that's a tough one i in the past year i started um doing this thing where I study and it's really, really annoying for everyone else who has to experience it. But um, I always have like this little whiteboard with me and some whiteboard markers. Mm -hmm. And after a lecture, I (laughs) 
basically reteach it to my non-existent oh. audience and um, <laughs> literally speaking out loud, drawing every way that I can really engage my brain into digesting the information. And that has been life-changing. It's annoying. It's so annoying. <laughs> um, but I just make sure I lock myself up somewhere in a room or if I'm lucky, there's someone who wants to study with me and do the same. But um, that has definitely been my uh, the big change for me and it saved me so much time because you can really quickly pick up where you're not grasping concepts and mm. you can go back and review and add to it and really push yourself to go until you're just like... Uh, so I love that. That's my biggest one. And then that that's great actually. I that's so niche. That's such a really cool <laughs> Very I, I, different. Can just ima- I can just imagine you just walking whiteboard teaching Casper. <laughs> it's awkward to watch from afar. I definitely look like someone who's a bit uh Few few screws loose, definitely. <laughs> I think all of us have a few of them loose <laughs> different places. I'm with friends. <laughs> and then I really like this question. So Nicholas says top three tips for avo- avoiding burnout. So we might go one each. So start with mm. you, Daniel, this time. What's your tip for avoiding burnout? Um, I mean, mine mine might be very specific, but have a puppy. Um, <laughs> um, but that's that's more along the lines of have a way of having an outlet. So mm-hmm. I have like my video games, my my infamous quote of being distracted by by pretty girls on the internet, and uh, <laughs> there's puppies. There's like. Just make sure you have something that you can just be like, you know what, I need to disconnect from study right now. And you just go and do that. Like, mm. whether, like, because to go see my puppy, I have to, you know, organize it with my mother because the puppy lives with my mum. So <laughs> I have to call her and organize it. So for me, it's basically like clockwork every second weekend on a Sunday, I will go see. The, the lovely and amazing puppy dog Bella and she will be excited to see me so much so that last time she peed on me because she was so excited <laughs> that like I started patting her and she just pissed on me and it was amazing but also disgusting um but you know like just have that thing where you're like this is the day I know that I disconnect from everything mm. else um mm. It's really important to to be able to have allocated you time, and yeah, that's that's all I will say on that. I think for me, mine would probably be to recognize your limits. This is something I will say. I say a lot more than I actually uh, <laughs> practice, but um, and I, I think, yeah, I think I both of you are guilty. Yeah, here, yeah, like. we're, we're both quite guilty of this one, but you know. I'm one of those people, Jackie likes to joke about me having, you know, many hats. So that's now a fun little thing. I just imagine myself with many hats because I do so many <laughs> different things. Um, but, uh, you know, I've always thought that I can do all these things and I can do them very mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. Uh, you, until you can't. That's the, that's the thing. Like you can do them until you can't. And I'm, I've am i started to, I guess, identify where my and 
trying to, you know, take a step back where I have to. And I was, mm. you know, I was quite, I guess, not really proud of myself, but I was a bit content, say, in try three when I kind of took a little bit of a step back from pass and I didn't, mm. you know, I could have facilitated sessions, but I wanted to take a break and do a bit of a reset and I did. Um, and, you know, I was still around because I, I just can't give it up fully, but I didn't want to have... <laughs> all the the same sort of effort so i had daniel more or less helping me and he was trying to take over my role uh there so that was super useful but it was the first time where I, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the first time where i really kind of recognized that i do have limits uh and i need to recognize those and i need to act on them um to, mm. to make sure that i don't burn out because i have burnt out before um mm. and it's not an exciting feeling so I had to to do that and recognize it, and that's well. Now I I feel like I'm I'm not in a perfect place, you know. Um, I still have struggles and everything, but I'm mm. in a better place than I was because at least recognizing where the issue is. Mm. I have a funny guilty I've... story about Martin's limits there too, but we'll we'll listen to <laughs> Shay's last <Yeah>. tip. <laughs> I just want to say also with that, Martin. I read a quote i think it was even today must be if i still remember it it was um for every yes we say we say no to something else and i think that's mm. so true with mm -hmm. taking on commitments at university for every yes we keep adding on something's got to give yeah. something gets a little bit less of us and mm. um we really got to prioritize where who gets the most yeah, um, that's been something I've also really been working on. But I think my tip, and it's kind of boring, but what really got me through last year was having a really healthy sleep schedule. I think oh, I love making that. sure that I sleep eight hours every night was the only way I could wake up and actually function the next day. Um, every time that I try and work on four or five hours of sleep, I basically render myself useless for the entire day. So setting that schedule as difficult as it is believe me i i love going to sleep at 2 a.m it just feels <laughs> right um but it's gonna make me absolutely useless and by the mm -hmm. time it's i wake up half the day is gone you know it just doesn't work so forcing myself to have that self-discipline of going to bed at 10 o'clock waking up at six having hours in the morning to myself forming that routine like i said earlier was really the only thing that got me through last year um consistency is kind of what i needed that's great no i mm. I, I definitely agree and i'm gonna cut daniel off here before he gives us another guilty story and i'm gonna wrap up ask us for today no no Sorry, no I'm, I'm gonna quickly tell it so martin, <laughs> martin wasn't actually going to be a pass leader in, in try two he wanted to take that off that was when he he was like i've hit my limits and i don't want to lead in try two then because of everything that happened with me in try one, Jackie kind of voluntold him um, <laughs> because she told me that I was running sessions with Martin and it would be great. And then I was like, oh, cool, Martin will be running sessions together. And he's like, Jackie hasn't said anything to me about this. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's awkward. Because uh, he was like, I fully want to take the trimester off. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure, Martin, but how, how did trimester two last year go? It was a roller coaster, but it was fantastic <laughs> roller coaster. Like, no, I, I'm definitely very, I'm very glad that I actually did do it. Um, 
I, I believe you might have said the the line along best trimester of teach uh, of taking pass ever. Yeah, well, <laughs> best online trimester, I suppose, because oh, yeah. Now you're getting the technicalities out. <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was really good. I I learned a lot for starters. I made a lot of new friends. I was able to connect with students in a different way, and you know, I think Daniel and I just had we realized that. We 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 really click working together because we've got such different personalities but they <laughs> they just join together very well so we had such good attendance such sessions we had that um cohesion with one another so i i thoroughly enjoyed it and um yeah it turned something where i was a bit you know hesitant as to what i wanted to do into something that worked out really well for me and i was i was quite glad that i i did end up doing it and you know now we're in person and Daniel's in pretty much all my sessions as a student I'm already <laughs> observing me. So it's uh it's interesting to see. I I just want on the record that whatever he says tomorrow to me, disregard completely. Like Jackie I have all read, the power when, when when you read his observation, Jackie, like flick through of what's going on, disregard everything. There's nothing <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to publish it on Teams, not just on Pad. I'm going to publish it on Teams so everyone sees what I have to say about you. It's going to be blocked. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It'll and be I redacted. Guess, I guess that's the uh, the perfect way to end this podcast on a little bit of a happier note. So, uh, with that being said, yes, Courtney, <laughs> he did steal your observation. With that being said. <laughs> Shay, I wanted to thank you once again for coming. It was a really good, productive session, I feel. I think I learned a lot about you that I've mm -hmm. known. I, I, I had a general idea about the extent of your journey, so it was really quite interesting, and I'm sure Daniel will say the same. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me on, guys. I know we had quite a lengthy one today, but mm. going into study week, I'm sure everyone has two hours to yep. spare. So thank you so much. I, I really hope that someone even got a little something from today. Hey, definitely. Uh, and that's the main thing. Like this, this again, like our past mentality, this wasn't about us. <laughs> we told these stories and, and wanted Shay here and Martin and I shared our bits and pieces because it's important for everyone. Like we, we aren't just these immortal beings of awesomeness that we think we are as humans. <laughs> we are actually flawed and frail, kind of worthless at times people. And that's okay too, because that's who we are as humans. Um, and we may look like we've got all our shit together, but <laughs> definitely not. I think I, I can't see Martin's camera, but I think we're all shaking our yeah. heads, going, "No, we do <laughs> not have our shit together at all." So, like, if we show up to a past session, everything's looks like it's running really well. Just, just maybe mm -hmm. think to yourself, what did what went through the process of this creation? Because. <laughs> It's a mess back there. <laughs> yeah, that like there's probably going to be a lot of tears in the background that you don't know about, or screaming at PowerPoint, mm -hmm. or uh, don't even get me started on Kahoot. But I love Kahoot. I love playing Kahoot, but making Kahoot can go right off. 
Uh, <laughs> on that note, I'm going to on be a good pass leader and I'm going to do our hook next week. But next week is actually going to be week six. So next week we've got off, we've got the break, then week five. And then in week six, we will have another uh, episode where we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. adversity. So particularly, uh, we're going to focus on adversity in terms of disability, struggles of you know, those sorts of places um, within university and how you can fit in within a university with that. And Daniel, would you like to reveal our guest for that episode? She's also had quite I a... I don't new- know. She, um, she's, she's a bit upset with me for stealing her observation <laughs> is uh, at the moment. So we will have the <laughs> lovely and amazing Courtney will be joining us, um, mm-hmm. which will make the number of guests we've had from Nathan equal four, <laughs> as opposed Gold to Gold Coast, Coast yeah. where you've just been stuck with Martin and I. Mm. So, um, for all of you that are from Nathan, you're getting to know some past leaders that you've you've interacted with. For all of you students from Gold Coast, you're getting to interact with some leaders you may have never met before. Um, <laughs> And then for everyone else, you're just sort of stuck with the Martin and Daniel show. So, yeah, it. But, uh, yes, we will be having Courtney and we're super excited because, you know, she has a lot to share about her story too, much like Shay. They both have very unique and interesting short stories and, you know, adversity that they've had to overcome. So uh, we're, we're very interested in that. So we'll have a bit of a hiatus. We've got two weeks off now and then Pascast will return in week six with Courtney. So uh, and one one other question though, Martin, just mm-hmm. to end out the thing, will we be revealing something about the moustache? We we might we might we'll we'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I promised everyone on the announcement would be made in week six, but we're keeping everyone on their toes with it. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> will, will Daniel finally get his wish and Martin lose the moustache? Yes. Will Martin finally get his wish and <laughs> Daniel will accept the moustache? Find mm-hmm. out in week six. So with that, from on behalf of Daniel, myself and Shay, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll look forward to seeing you in week six. We hope you have a really good night. Enjoy your last day break tomorrow and we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>